You're listening to Veg Your Best, the plant-based podcast with your host, vegan life coach, Michelle Olander, a conversation with Elspeth Feldman from thespeedyvegan.com. Welcome back, Veg Heads, Veg Your Besties. Today we have a conversation with whole food, plant-based writer, teacher, creator, and yes, influencer, Elspeth Feldman from the Speedy vegan.com. Elspeth and I have in some ways had a similar path on our quote unquote vegan journeys. But what she has created over the past few years at the Speedy Vegan is 100% her own inimitable style of active beauty, abundance, health fortifying foods, and a website and social media platforms that are teeming with color and deliciousness. In this conversation, we will discuss what brought Elspeth to veganism, what shifts in her thinking occurred along the way, what it's meant for her family, how it's encouraged her to expand her own self-concept beyond her comfort zone, and how she created an entirely new public space for herself in midlife. All the things that we talk about here on Veg Your Best, where you know I encourage you, every single one of you, every week to eat more plants, yes, but also to take on an impossible goal. All the links that Elspeth mentions in the show will be in the show notes, so you can just listen now and find out more about Elspeth Feldman, thespeedyvegan.com, and all her news at the end. Elspeth Feldman, welcome to Veg Your Best. Thank you for joining me here. Thanks, Michelle. Thank you very much for inviting me. It's a real honor to be here. I have loved listening to your podcast. I always feel like you have this wise, warm voice that I just need to tune into. Sometimes I'm not really listening to what you're saying, but just the tone of your voice calms me. And it's, I, I love your podcast. And I have learned so much from you. And I try to put all your little tips and tricks into action in my daily life, too. That's very kind. Flattery will get you absolutely everywhere on this podcast. Thank you. I love that. I love that. <laughs> Elspeth is someone I have um, from my audience. Elspeth is someone I have been kind of parallel with in the kind of vegan social media and websites. And we both follow Howard Jacobson, who's one of our faves, um, who's got a wonderful podcast and a wonderful plant-based vegan teacher. And so we've kind of been on parallel orbits for a while. And I'm really pleased to uh, be able to feature you here on the podcast and introduce you to my, my listeners. So thank you. Elspeth is from Zimbabwe. And I think it's very interesting that you grew up on a dairy farm, Elspeth. I did. Yes, I was uh, born and raised on a dairy farm in Chapinga, which is a little farming district on the eastern highlands of Zimbabwe, right along the Mozambique border. And um, my parents were farmers. We had a big herd of dairy cows and um, grew crops to feed the dairy as well. Yeah, and it's interesting for me because we also, in parallel, came to vegan plant-based lifestyle and eating in 
post, maybe post middle age, middle age, less, not, not right away. It didn't come to us immediately. And also if I, if I understand your story, well, um, you also were inspired by a child who wanted to move towards vegetarianism, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. I mean, well, um, as a child myself, you know, growing up on the dairy farm, I loved all the animals and bonded with the calves. And um, my sister and I used to go and feed the newborn calves, you know, bottles of milk because the calves were taken away from their mother. We didn't make that connection. Um, I also remember going with my father to the abattoir to take the male calves because we didn't keep the male calves. Um, and my sister and I would beg and beg and beg our dad just to keep this one calf each time we would go there and we'd be crying, but I don't know. So I guess, you know, we were raised um, on a farm and that's the way that you do things on a farm. I mean, I think it broke my father's heart as well that we had to do it, but um, somehow that connection disappeared as I grew into a teenager and young adult. And then um, thankfully I was, um, I tuned back into it. And mm. once you tune back into it, you can't tune it out. I find that's true too. I, I find that's true. And we, uh, we, I think we sometimes uh, forget at our peril how norm normalization, how our culture makes us blind to certain things in sometimes maybe for good reasons, sometimes for very probably um, reasons that got us through millennia of evolution and worked for us for many, many, many generations. But it also um, makes us a little bit slower to make some of these connections that we've at some point trimmed out of our synapses, making that connection between um, where food comes from and what, what's involved in it. Yeah, that's so true. It, um, it really does. I mean, it's a good way to say it. We sort of trimmed it out of our, our synapses. Um, my, my journey as, you know, to veganism really sort of started um, in about 2011. My son, who was 15 at the time, we were on vacation in France of all places, one of your favorite places actually. And um, we, I was out to dinner with him alone and, and he said, you know what, I'm going to stop eating animals. And I was like, okay, sounds fun to me. You know, I didn't really think it was, think much of it. And he said, no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to, you know, become vegetarian. And um, I thought, okay, um, that's okay. He's 15 years old. It's probably going to last a week or so. Not a big deal. Um, and of course, as a mother, I was, you know, concerned about where he was getting his protein. And he was an athlete and um, played a lot of sports. And I just couldn't imagine that this was going to last long. And a year later, he was still um, vegan or well, vegetarian, really, because he did still have some dairy, you know, he definitely had some dairy. And occasionally, I could get him to have some um, smoked salmon. That was something I could sneak in occasionally. So pescatarian is what he called himself. And he was just doing it because he just felt like it wasn't right. He didn't have, you know, we didn't really discuss his reasons that much. He just felt like it, it didn't feel good to eat eat um, meat really. So um, after a year, I you know, sat him down. I said, okay, the experiment's been good. Now it's time to start eating um, chicken or beef or you know, something. You have to start eating all this. You just cannot survive like this. This is just wrong. There was absolutely nothing wrong with him. I mean, he was you know, a captain of the soccer team and playing lacrosse and basketball and um, super active and healthy kid. But my brain, decided that he needed to have protein because that's what I had learned um, and how could he possibly survive. So um, he refused and I thought, well, let me 
I mean, I, I literally sat him at the table with some chicken. I said, you have to eat this. And he turned green and purple and was like, I'm, I'm just not doing it. So I thought, okay, let me re-examine this. And luckily forks over knives had come out around that time. Um, it'll be a few, few months later. So this was in, um, oh no, so yeah, that was 2010 when he decided to go vegetarian. It was 2011, a whole year later when I um, had seen forks over knives. My husband and I sat down and we watched forks over knives together. And sort of looked at each other and said, he's on to something, you know, let's give this, you know, whole thing a try. But we didn't, we didn't go the whole vegan route. We thought, okay, well, we'll, we'll be vegetarians at least for a month and just try, you know, 28 days, what, you know, what harm in that? And so we started on that journey, but of course we had to start the day after my husband's birthday because we couldn't possibly go out and celebrate his birthday without, you know, without having some animal products. So we started October 3rd of 2011. And um, luckily, you know, as soon as I learn something new, I dive in deep and um, there were a couple of YouTube videos out there, not much. There was um, a few things on the internet and I did just um, stumble on Gary Yurofsky's uh, The Best Speech You'll Ever Hear or The Greatest Speech You'll Ever Hear. I'm not sure exactly what it's called. Um, and I watched that and it was just, it really rattled me. I was like, oh my goodness, I just can't believe that I didn't make this animal connection like I, I love animals I just absolutely love animals and I couldn't believe that I had you know the scales sort of fell off my eyes and I was like well vegetarian doesn't make any sense I'm not going to be vegetarian I'm going to be vegan and so um, I from that moment on um, started trimming out everything that I could I didn't you know I wasn't I'm a very I'm a people pleaser so I definitely when I ate at other people's houses or went out to restaurants, if there was butter or, you know, eggs or something in, in the dish, I didn't make a big stink about it, but I slowly found my voice, but I definitely didn't need, I didn't eat any more meat or anything. Um, but I slowly sort of found my voice and realized that no is a complete sentence. And I, you know, I could just say no, and I didn't, didn't want to eat that. So that took a little while. My husband um, hung on to a few, you know, he kept eating eggs for a while and uh, for a few years and then, you know, he read Rich Roll's book and thought, huh, okay, I can do this too. And um, so he slowly came along in his own timing. Um, and, you know, the kid, my son, of course, became vegan along with us. And my daughter came home from college from, that, from Thanksgiving that year and was like, what, no turkey? Um, and then she jumped right in. So it's been, it's been really nice. The whole family um, started eating this way together um, and has continued. Well, bravo to you. I don't have that same exact family support. I am I am a leader in the family on it, but it has not been as uh, I haven't had such a uh, complete complete conversion rate in my <laughs> in my family yet. But we are moving in the, that direction, and I think that's wonderful. You bring up some things that that remind me of my journey and what I always say. People who there are some people who immediately have some sort of epiphany and go vegan automatically just overnight that is not most people that i talk to that's not most people's um, journey it's also i think often one that gets pushed aside uh, quickly kind of what is it like fast money go fast it's like fast conversions sometimes disappear quickly and i think that it's um some of us will say oh well it's hard for me yeah it can be hard it's not that doesn't mean it won't work because it's a journey, because it's a process doesn't mean we should go, oh, it's not, it's not really, I'm not cut out for it. My family's not suited for it. We can be 
um, we can take some comfort in the idea that it sometimes does take a methodical journey. And sometimes there are some uh, things that get in the way for a little while. And that doesn't mean it didn't work. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I, I really encourage, you know, friends and, and um, viewers to just make some changes, you know, 50% of your meals are vegan. Bravo. I mean, you know, just make some kind of a change. Um, you know, it's good for you, good for the planet, good for the animals. So there's, there's only good things to, to come out of it. So I agree. I think some people have a, a very kind of, and I think also some of us even hide behind the idea of all or nothing. If I don't, if I can't imagine doing it all, then I don't even have to start. I don't even have to try. So I think it's, I think that's a wonderful thing. And you and I also have, um, uh, we both went through the um, plant-based nutrition uh, certification at EcoNL. Oh, yeah. EcoNL, yes. Yeah, that was great. And I kind of, I did that, I think maybe like 2013 or something around there, but I, I, I kind of wish I'd waited a few more years because um, I think there are a lot of lessons that I learned along the way. And then I, I might've gotten more out of it um, and it might've solidified more if I'd waited a few more years to do it, or I'd love to redo it. Mm. Um, it, it was, it was really good, but I was, it was a lot of information, you know, early on for me um, that I, I, I really enjoyed the, the, um, the information I got. I love the camaraderie of all the different people and, and hearing other people's opinions, but I would have liked to have uh, waited on that a little bit hmm. before I jumped in. That's when interesting. Did I did it in 2018, I believe it was 20. I might've finished in 2019. I might've done it over the winter. Um, yeah. And so, and, and for me, I had a long process um, also, and it was also inspired by my teenager who I was also in, I've said this on the podcast before, I was also in Paris with her. And I said, you have to eat something. You have to eat eggs or fish or chicken. And at the time, and, and I really kind of came down on her. I said, you have to, because I felt like I was doing the wrong thing as a mother at the time. So I know, I, I know that exact feeling I had, I was, I wasn't, you know, I was going to lose my mother card if I didn't, yeah. you know, if I didn't do this right. So, yeah. so true. Yeah. Yeah. I felt like I was only being responsible. Um, and also the, um, and the documentaries, another one of the things that have really helped a lot of people re-examine their thoughts and re-examine the assumptions that they have about food and health and where our food comes from. So Forks Over Knives, so many of us have been inspired by those, uh, that, that's that category of, of documentary. So listeners, if any of these things are, you haven't done, look at, look into them, <laughs> get get yourself a teenager that wants to move into, um, <laughs> veganism it helps <laughs> it definitely does yeah and if you know forks over knives doesn't ring the bell for you there's plenty of others you know game changes has been very popular with the the men especially um rich the rich roll podcast for men rich roll, yeah rich roll's podcast has been you know tremendous for a lot of men that i know um and the, his book was you know as i say it was a real catalyst for my husband my husband um he's he lost about you know he was never really heavy but he honestly since he became vegan he lost about 20 to 25 pounds mm. um, and his energy just went through the roof he's always exercised but he has so much energy um you know he's late 60s and he bikes every day um in indoors or outdoors um he does about a, you know ten thousand miles a year on his bicycle mm. um and he runs eight minute miles and i mean he's just 
so full of energy and just he you know he would, before he went vegan it took him a while to get out of bed he was achy he was sore you know he didn't feel that good um and his digestive system was you know out of whack but he's just like a machine it's just so inspiring to watch um his motto is just never stop and he literally never stops he's he's really um it's i, I would never would have known that it was going to have such an effect on him and i feel like he became, you know, even more spiritual in his, you know, um, I've always done yoga. And I remember, you know, a few years after he became vegan, we were walking on the beach and he was like, why don't you show me that yoga stuff? And I was like, okay. Mm. I did a few sun salutations with him and he was like, okay. And then, then you know, he's a real A-type. Um, and then the next day we were walking on the beach again and he said, well, can we do that yoga stuff again? And I was like, okay. And then honestly, we, just, we started doing yoga together every single day for about four years straight after that. Um, we had this little routine that we did every morning together. And I was like, I, I never would have known, like who would have guessed that, you know, he would tap into more of his sort of spiritual side as well. So it was a big, you know, big change for him, but it's been, it's been fun for the whole family, as I say. <laughs> That's wonderful. And it, it, we don't have to talk about him when, the, when he's not here behind his back, but he's <laughs> not, he's not in his thirties. He's a little older and he has really, if you, if you go on to uh, Elspeth's um, website, thespeedyvegan.com, you get to see some photographs of the family. They are a very, uh, very um, attractive bunch of people. <laughs> You're so funny, Michelle. Um, yeah, probably the Instagram is probably the place to go. I oh, is that right? More of the, the sort of pictures there, but yeah, no, he's definitely inspiring. So um, that's great. And, you know, I mean, my my siblings, um, yeah, I grew up in, in Zimbabwe on this farm with you know, three siblings, and they all live in France, lucky them, uh, lucky me, I get to visit them. Um, and they all live in the south of France. Um, but they did not embrace this lifestyle and have had a different um, health issues that have gone along with it. My, um, our father, um, very sadly, dropped dead of a heart attack when I was nine years old, he was only 47 at the mm. time. So he had a widow make a heart, um, heart attack. And he was, you know, we thought he was super fit and healthy. He was always, you know, lifting weights and playing tennis. And he actually died playing squash. Um, but, you know, he was under a lot of stress with farming. There was a war situation going on at the time between some yeah, Rhodesia, as it was back then. Um, and so there was a lot of stress. But he, we, he also ate a lot of um, dairy and meat. And, you know, we had Jersey cows, which had a very high butterfat. Um, and there was a long history of heart um, disease in his family too. So, um, so that is a gene that's been passed down to all of us. Uh, I have the high LP little A gene, which um, is supposed to, you know, keep your cholesterol fairly high. My cholesterol is really great, um, well below 200, usually, you know, in the 150 range, but that little higher just lately as I get older. So I have to keep on it. You know, it's not, I can't let up. Um, but anyway, so my husband, my father died at a, at a very young age. So it's always been, you know, in front of mind that we have this gene, we've got to be careful. Um, my two brothers um, had to go through bypass surgery a couple of years ago. Um, my one brother has started this year, 2022, as a vegan. I'm super proud of him. Um, he's been going where he calls it plant-based, healthy plant-based. And that's, you know, tremendous. Um, and as you know, in France, it's not always as easy, but he loves to cook. So he's doing that. Um, my other brother made a, a bunch of changes, but 
you know, I would love to see more changes being made, but you can only go so far with, um, you know, people have to find their own way. So absolutely. That's so true. So that's, that's very, that's very encouraging to see even sometimes when people have uh, very important reasons to rethink the way they've been eating, they don't. So this is really wonderful. It is hard. I mean, it's very hard to make change. And, um, you know, and I think it's even sometimes harder now um, if you're wanting to be a whole food plant-based vegan, you know, eat real healthy because there's a lot of vegan options out there that aren't necessarily healthful. Um, I mean, I, I, I applaud them because I think it really does help people transition. And I'm really interested in getting people to stop eating animals and animal products and things. Um, so if they need to have these products, that's fantastic. Um, but I think if you're doing it for health reasons and stuff, I think it can be a little bit harder because there is so much good, delicious vegan, you know, can I say junk food, um, out there. So, um, it's, you know, it's an interesting time to be, be a vegan. Um, but first, you know, first and foremost, I'm just happy that people are not eating animals. (laughs) Yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree. And it's, if it's a transition, we don't want to transition people just to unhealthy, foods but whatever whatever you need to get you through because I feel like it's it's as you know if you listen to my podcast I'm all about the brain I'm not so much about the food um, because the food is easier when your brain changes and sometimes that's why gradual works is you start to say oh well I'm not really deprived I'm not really losing out I'm not really unable to enjoy my family and friends and my culture and my traditions I just need to rethink it a little bit and then I can still have uh, what we need. But the food is still, it's still, um, it's still a process for people. And I don't get involved with it so much because there are people like you doing such beautiful, teaching such beautiful things, creating such beautiful foods and, and on social media and through your website, teaching people how to eat in a really attractive, beautiful, healthful way. So I'd love you to tell me about the genesis of speedyvegan.com and what the name means to you and uh, what you offer there. Well, um, well, I'll just correct you there. It's the speedy vegan. The speedy, sorry. Yeah. Um, Well, I've always loved to cook. I mean, I grew up, you know, on the farm at my mother's apron strings and she was, she was a really good cook. Um, obviously not cooking vegan, you know, everything was full of butter and uh, we made ice cream and churned the, churned the butter that was, um, you know, from the cows on the farm, but we, I learned to cook through her. And, um, I guess I've always been a confident cook, you know, there's many areas in my life where I'm not confident, but I'm very confident in the kitchen. Um, so it's just a passion. I've, I've loved it. And I've always loved feeding people. Um, I love the creativity of it. I love making things look pretty. So, um, that's, that's where I get to, to play. Um, I started the speedy vegan. I probably bought the URL, you know, probably 2013 or something. And then I didn't really do anything with it. Um, and then I, one day after listening to a ritual podcast and he was talking about Squarespace and I was like, you know what, I'm just going to log on. I'm going to figure this out. Not, not super techie. And I was like, man, I can do a website. And so I started my, my little website there. And then, you know, as, um, social media became more prominent, I was like, well, I guess I got to start doing a little bit on Facebook. And then, you know, clicked on that Instagram thing. And, you know, you just sort of like go on the snowball. I've, you know, I've resisted TikTok and things like that, but it's like, I think you kind of have to keep going and, and evolving with that. But I, um, I started, you know, developing recipes around family favorites. Um, my first 
um, ebook was called Pardon My Turkey. And that was all our Thanksgiving favorites. So um, it's a book just packed with um, all, everything you need for thanks, a Thanksgiving feast. Um, and all sorts of options for like a vegan breakfast the following day. Cause we always, you know, at Thanksgiving people come, they stay over for the weekend. So I was like, well, you've got to have, you know, appetizers, main course desserts and all this, but you've also got to have breakfast. So that's a, that's a really fun book. So that was my first ebook. Um, I think I did that in like 2017. And then um, when the pandemic hit, um, you know, we all had to sort of pivot in our lives and I decided to turn my, um, avocation into a vocation and start these online cooking classes. Um, I sort of collaborated with my daughter and we did a bunch of uh, cooking class series. So we figured this would be helpful to people who are stuck at home, people who wanted to learn how to cook. And it was a way to spread the message of um, eating whole food, plant-based, vegan meals. So we started off, um, I think it was the pandemic hit in around April or March, April. Um, and we started our first class in May and we did like these three part series. And all of these series are available on my website at thespeedyvegan.com um, for sale. You can still buy all these series. And it was a combination of my daughter was living in Boston and I was here in Maryland and I would do the cooking in my kitchen here. And then every time I needed to change the set to do the next recipe, it would, you know, it was all on Zoom. And so it would flip to my daughter and she would be um, doing, you know, part of a PowerPoint presentation, talking about some of the ingredients that were in the, the um, meals that I, the food that I just prepped. And so we'd go back and forth having this really fun um, collaboration together um, and then wrapping it up. And we had sort of little Facebook groups around those classes. And then we started the next session, you know, so it was also a sort of travel log because um, it was a, a way of traveling out of our, you know, we're all confined to our homes, but we went around the world um, doing, you know, cooking and culture, um, cooking, like each lesson, like the first series we did, we did a, a Mexican class, an Italian class, and I think it was an Asian class. Mm -hmm. And the next one, we did a Mediterranean class. So we took people around the world um, cooking from their kitchens. So people could either cook along or they could just watch and then you know, cook the meals later. But that took me into a whole um, you know, thing. I had to keep designing, sitting down and writing recipes. I'd always sort of cook things on the fly. I'm, I'm not someone to stop and measure and you know, I'm just more of an intuitive cook. So having to sit down and write these recipes out, design these books, take photographs. And then we you know, developed a YouTube um, channel to go along with it to show people a little slower. Um, the idea of the speedy vegan, I should backtrack a little bit. The idea of the speedy vegan was, you know, early on and when, you know, people were just getting going on YouTube, I was watching some, some videos and I was like, would take someone about 15 minutes to show people how to make gravy or something. And I was like, man, that is just, it, it takes two minutes. It just doesn't take that long. And I, I just like, want to see something really speedy. And my husband said, that's it. You should be the speedy vegan, you know, because people are always telling me like, you know, you would get home from work and suddenly you have dinner on the table in 15 minutes. I'm like, yeah, that's what it takes. Oh, I love it. That's great. So, so that's, a, you know, it's not because I run fast, because um, I certainly don't. Um, it's because I cook fast. So this that's how the Speedy Vegan sort of um, came about. So in these cooking class series, um, I'm moving a million miles a minute. So it's probably better for people to watch the series and then take the recipes and go cook them on their own. 
And then I moved into doing a few classes. Um, and one was actually a Valentine's Day class, which um, I did last year and I, I have it on my site as well. And that was more of a cook along and that was on the Chibo platform, which is no longer, but the classes are still available. Um, but it's just really fun to get up there and do it. I was super nervous, um, definitely stepped out of my comfort zone as a you know 55 year old woman. I was like, I have no business being up there telling the world how to cook. And they are younger and prettier and smarter people who could do it better than I. And I was like, but this is what I can do and um, I'll do it my way. And it was tremendously successful. Um, and it has been a real joy and I've actually, you know, I realize that when I get behind the camera and I start talking about food or just as I'm cooking in my kitchen, it's a, it's a natural flow. You know, I, I feel very comfortable and ideas spring into my head. I never understood that concept of flow. Um, I, one of the books that I, I listen to um, probably once a year is, um, what is it called? The War of Art or the Art of War? The, the War of Art, Stephen, Stephen Pressfield. Pressfield, yeah. Yes. And, and he talks about, I remember when I, the first time I ever listened to the book, he talked about the flow state of, you know, um, sort of having ideas just sort of run through you. And I didn't understand it until I started doing these cooking series with my daughter. I was like, oh my gosh, it was just, I could just wake up in the middle of the night, but just ideas just pouring through me and I had to quickly put pen to paper. And I was like, this is what it feels like. It's really fun. So, um, so anyway, so it's, it was really beneficial and I would never have done that if I hadn't pushed myself and just said, yes, you know, um, I'll, I'll do it. I'm, I'm going to be brave. <laughs> so that's a wonderful, that's another lesson for all of us, all of us, especially, I think, especially for maybe those of us socialized as women in the second half of our lives, perhaps we start to think, oh, well, I didn't do it. That's for someone younger. That's for someone newer or fresher or something like that. So we talk ourselves out of something that we obviously you could have talked yourself out of this. Right. And you would not have this experience and you would not be offering your expertise and your energy and your your joy to people. And now we can just log on to your site and, <laughs> and download it. <laughs> yeah, and I'm lucky enough to have a, have a really uh, wonderful daughter who, you know, collaborated with me on this. And um, I think I I'd mentioned once before that, <laughs> sorry, that's my dog. My daughter is just, um, she's, you know, she's a younger woman, you know, she's, she's grown up in a different generation to me. And, and there's nothing they can't do these young women I mean they're just so positive and and she's so encouraging and I would be sort of fumbling over my words sometimes like you know should I say that can I say that and she was sort of being the mom like of course you can I was like oh wow okay this is great I've, I've raised a good one so um so she's raising me back I guess in this new sort of techno technology and um and things that we do differently these days. So. That's beautiful. I think there's nothing better than having that kind of relationship with your kids where you can now collaborate with them and use, use what's easier for them and the wisdom that you've, you've achieved over this time. And I think that's fantastic. Uh, I'd like to know now, so the Speedy Vegan, that's the history of the Speedy Vegan, yeah. the speedyvegan.com. Um, what's going on for you now? I hear that you've been, you've been putting together some other things. Um, you know, I've got a, you know, a few things have happened recently. I was really lucky to be asked by the um, um, Health Science Magazine, which is a magazine that's put out by the National Health Association. They um, have a wonderful quarterly magazine that is just packed with information and interviews with all plant-based doctors and 
um, movement specialists and they always have a featured chef in each edition. So I was asked to be the winter 2022 um, chef for this magazine. So I got to um, have eight of my magazine, I'm holding it in front of me right now, eight of my um, recipes in this magazine. And it's just beautiful and so much fun because the other day I wanted to make one of the soups that I had in the recipe and I had my own, this magazine in print on my cookbook stand and there it was, my recipe. So that was really fun, that was really high. Um, and I have a really exciting bundle that just um, goes live. Um, I guess we're gonna have this, have this um, episode live next week. So it would have happened yesterday. It goes live the 21st, February 21st through March 2nd. And it's a brand new bundle. It's a variety of plant-based doctors and fitness lovers and chefs all sharing recipes and um, the science on how to safely and healthfully eat this way. Um, there's over 105 different um, books, eBooks, courses um, as part of this bundle. And you get all of this for $49. So um, I'll give you a link for my affiliate link for this. I have a, one of my my class series is in this bundle. The one that I submitted is, um, it's called uh, plant-based potlucks, picnics and prep. So there's one class on, you know, parties, one class, class on potlucks and one class on prep and lunchbox ideas. So um, that's the video recordings and all the recipes. And there are, as I say, 105 different, um, submissions by all sorts of different doctors. Some, some of these are brand new, they've never been offered before. Um, and all of this is available in this bundle, um, which is you know probably about $5,000 worth of um, recipes and books and, and courses uh, that you can get for $49. And um, it's just something that I wish that I'd had when I first went vegan. Um, and I've had, I mean, I constantly, look at some of these recipes for ideas and it's just been really useful to have. So I'm super excited to be part of that. And that's being put together by Chef AJ. So it's called the um, Ultimate Weight Loss Bundle. The Ultimate Weight Loss Bundle put together by Chef AJ, who a lot of the people who listen to this podcast will know. And the links for all of that and uh, Elspeth's affiliate link that she's sharing with us, that's all going to be in the show notes. So nobody has to uh, play this put this in record and uh, re-listen. It'll be in the show notes. So you can just scroll down wherever your, whatever podcast uh, platform you're listening on. And that will be there. And we'll also share it on Instagram uh, so that uh, if people notice it again on Instagram, they can, they can uh, uh, look for it. Um, I will definitely be sharing a lot about it on Instagram too. So. (laughs) Oh, good, good, good. So we'll be linking to that. That's wonderful. Yeah. Chef AJ has been a a dynamo in terms of sharing all kinds of uh, people and processes to try to make this um, less intimidating, this change for some people find it very intimidating, the changeover for uh, towards a plant-based and, and also this is a very, uh, this is weight, weight loss based and health based right these these recipes yeah that... yeah it is yeah yeah chef, a, chef aj is uh, very much focused on weight loss that sort of thing um i'm not really 
you know, too focused on weight loss, but I'm definitely focused on eating healthfully. Mm. Um, and Chef AJ really has done a tremendous amount of um, good for this whole vegan movement and healthy eating vegan movement. So I really appreciate her and she's she's been super encouraging and, and so many um, super super people out there have done incredible things, but I've appreciated all the, the people that she's turned me on to um, and all the opportunities that she's um, given so many of us. So. Um, I really appreciate that. And I also have um, another class in the works I'm putting together. Um, it's sort of a travelogue. You know, we've recently, my, my family and I were recently in Costa Rica. And while we stay at Airbnbs, because I love to cook, I always end up going to, um, we go to a, a few restaurants here and there. And then I always like to come home and recreate some of the recipes that I've made there. And my husband, husband has, you know, it says it's like an extended vacation because you bring those recipes home. But um, I was just thinking about putting together a, another class, um, which will include some of the recipes that I've had on recent trips. Um, not that we've been traveling a lot, but there's certain things that just stand out that I feel like the world needs to know about these, even if they can't get to these restaurants. And maybe one day they will, but um, at least I can show them my version or my take on some of these. So I'm going to put together maybe a little Costa Rican um, slash Puerto Rican, because that's the other place I've been to recently, um, class where we can enjoy some of those vegan, veganized foods. So that well, that's also- marvelous because some of us uh, are only ready to be armchair travelers, perhaps for the, for the, for the foreseeable, but we still want to be inspired by these different flavors and different approaches to food. Costa Rica, that, that what, what is their tagline? Pura Vida? Pura Vida, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wonderful, wonderful place. I absolutely love Costa Rica. We've spent a bunch of time there. So, and hopefully a whole lot more. <laughs> Good. Oh, I, I, I feel like the, the wheels are turning in your brain about how to yeah, get back there yeah. soon. <laughs> <laughs> um, a whole lot warmer and sunnier down there <laughs> yeah well this has been a cold winter in the northern part of the united states and you're in annapolis right in uh, the yes, Atlantic. but even it, there it's been chilly right it's been it just winter will not let up its grip here so it's been really cold I, i've honestly you know i've lived in this country for um 32 years and I finally figured out how to dress right. <laughs> I wear two coats when I go out. I, I look like a Michelin man because, and I'm like, I don't care. I gotta be warm. But yeah. it took me a long time to figure out that you need, you need, you need a lot of layers and you need scarves and hats and gloves. So um, this farm girl from Zimbabwe is um, going down. <laughs> <laughs> that also that reminds me because um, one of the things, uh, especially people who are brand new to eating whole food, plant based, will sort of complain or they'll say I'm starving <laughs> which always makes me laugh because uh I, for me it was the same thing I found myself hungry a lot because the foods are less calorically dense and sometimes we notice this especially in cold weather that we may just need to eat more and so many of us have been socialized to be a little bit afraid of eating a lot of food that we get kind of freaked out. This is why on Instagram is the only place I really talk a lot about food, but I show my plates. I eat heaping plates of food because I'm eating mostly some of, a lot of it's cooked, but it's mostly low oil or no oil, um, just plants. And it's, you, you need a lot of it to feel um, ready to go outside and shovel snow. (laughs) Yeah, I do. And I grew up, you know, with two, two brothers and a sister, but with my, my brothers were big eaters and so and also with four of us you had to eat fast to get 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 all the food so I've always been a big eater um I never miss a meal 
And I love being able to eat huge amounts of food and, um, you know, maintain my weight, maintain my health along, you know, with all of this food. And I, I'm, I eat embarrassingly large salad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so it's something that when I think if we look at, at, at some of the foods that you prepare, Elspeth, we'll see that these are abundant amounts of food. It's a lot of food, a lot of phytonutrients, a lot of color, a lot of fiber and texture. And it's, it's, there's nothing restrictive or sad or unhappy looking about these foods. These are happy foods that you're presenting. I hope everybody's going to tune in to, um, to some of your classes, but you can always find Elspeth. And is it the Speedy Vegan on Instagram also? Yes, the Speedy Vegan on Instagram, the Speedy Vegan on Facebook. Um, okay. Just send me an email at the Speedy Vegan at yahoo.com um, if you want. And um, my website, yeah. All right. So is there anything else we should know about what, what your plans are, what's going on for you this uh, in, the, in the quarter coming up? I know you've got the bundle. You've got a new class that you're working on, putting together, traveling. Um, well, I... I really have, I love being in the kitchen. I love creating. I do not love sitting at the computer. Um, so I've got to get that tiger off my back and sit down and write up some of these recipes and get this class together. Um, I've just made a absolutely fabulous soup. Um, in fact, that's going to be my challenge. I'm going to put that recipe up on uh, my website. And then of course, when you put something on your website, you have to talk about it on Instagram and Facebook, and then you got to make a YouTube video and then, you know, it goes on and on and on. But anyway, I just made a, a fantastic mushroom soup with oat groats. Um, it's so hearty and so delicious that I'm going to stay here at the computer and I'm going to write that recipe up and get it out to the world. All right. Well, I, that, that, that challenge, we're going to, we're going to be checking in by the time this comes out, we're going to be looking for it. <laughs> so on that on that note, I'm going to leave you to your work, Elspeth. TheSpeedyVegan.com. Thank you, Elspeth. Thank you. Thank you for what you've been contributing. Thank you for all the inspiration. And you guys have to follow Elspeth and uh, see see what she's got going for us. And notice in the show notes the links for the affiliate link for um, the bundle that Elspeth was just talking about. That's a lot of plant-based information, a great gift, perhaps for someone who's new or someone who's maybe in a little bit of a rut or yourself, if you're looking for some new inspiration for um, the ultimate weight loss, bundle. ultimate bundle. Okay. That's ultimate great. Weight loss bundle. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you, Elspeth. Thank you so thank much you. for joining us. Thank you, Michelle. And thank you for all that you do. I love your podcast. So what did you think about Elspeth Feldman? the speedy vegan. You know, I think, I think Elspeth is such an example of what we talk about here on Veg Your Best. When you do what once seemed impossible by opting out of meat, dairy, and fish, you really do realize how much more is possible for you in this life. I always say that moving toward a vegan lifestyle is just the beginning no matter what your age. And I want to make sure that you all have the links so that you can find and follow Elspeth. And uh, you can find her at Facebook and Instagram at The Speedy Vegan. And the website she has is also thespeedyvegan.com. There, as well as in this week's show notes, you'll be able to find more about many of the things she discussed, including the National Health Association and their Health Science Magazine, where Elspeth Feldman is featured this quarter. 
and last but not least, the link, the affiliate link to that exceptional bundle of vegan books and videos Chef AJ has put together, the Ultimate Weight Loss Bundle, which Elspeth has contributed to this year. So I will also put links in the show notes to a couple of things that we discussed that Elspeth mentioned along the way that inspired her, including Gary Yurofsky's video, which you can find on YouTube called The Most Important Speech You Will Ever Hear. Mm -hmm. And of course, the documentary Forks Over Knives. In the meantime, follow Elspeth and thespeedyvegan.com. You will be inspired. Talk to you next week. Veg Your Best podcast production, music, and editing by Charlie Weinshank. Thanks, Charlie. Before you go, it would mean so much to me and the Veg Your Best team if you would hit subscribe, leave us a five-star review, or share with someone you think might be interested. Something about algorithms, it helps bump us up a little in the rankings, and that's the best way to help others find the podcast and for us to find our audience. So, until next week, make it easy and veg your best.